Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to this episode of Believe in Sparks presented by Bet Online AG. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Stacey Pates. Your LA Sparks, in partnership with the LA County Department of Public Health, hosted the second annual roundtable discussion with the Director of Public Health, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, along with Sparks General Manager and Head Coach Derek Fisher, WNBPA President and 2016 MVP Neka Gumake, and her sister, two-time All-Star and ESPN analyst, Shanae Gumake. This event was streamed live. I hope you all caught it, but just in case you missed any of it, we've got you covered right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Sparks play-by-play announcer and KTLA reporter Rashawn Haylock, also a good friend of this show, moderated this discussion on the intersection of COVID-19, health inequities, and WNBA social justice initiatives. We're going to kick things off right away. Here is Rashawn Haylock. All right, well, let's just kick things off. All right, let's have some fun here and, 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 and enjoy each other's company while educating the folks out there as well. Of course, the roundtable from last year provided an overview of the partnership and the continuation of the never stop quitting uh, smoking campaign. And, and let's just talk about that for a little bit. And that will be discussed during this round table as well as COVID-19, uh, the flavor ban. I know menthol has been a huge talking point as that's been targeted uh, by the tobacco industry to uh, folks of, of color, primarily black and Latino communities, um, as well as helping social equity, secondhand smoke, and any free resources that may be available to you as well. So we'll get you through all of that over the next uh, course of 45 minutes to uh, an hour um, as we sit here and talk with Dr. Ferrer and, and Coach Fisher and, and Chanae and Neca as well. Uh, first, I'll, I'll go to you, Coach. The, the Never Stop Quitting campaign. We saw you on the uh, we saw you on the ad. My man's getting some commercial time on, on the PSA. <laughs> Um, last homestand, they, they were handing out the shirts there inside Staples Center for Never Stop Quitting. Um, how does that sort of align with, with the athlete's mentality and, and or coach's mentality as well in, in terms of keep pushing, don't give up, don't stop quitting? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely no longer an athlete. Um, that's, that's for Nick and, and Chanae at this point. Um, so from that mindset, they can speak to, you know, better than I. I just think as, as a coach and a former athlete, when we're battling something and, and we're, we're striving for goals and objectives, it's tough to feel like you're doing it by yourself. Uh, and so for us, I think just as a team and as an organization, you know, trying to play our role, like as part of the team to help people and support uh, citizens in the community as they fight the battle of trying to quit smoking and that uh, recognizing it's an ongoing journey it's a it's a everyday battle. Uh, it's never really over. It requires that constant effort and and just work ethic. And you know, again, it's hard to do it by yourself. So we we just try and be as supportive as we possibly can be uh, in this campaign. And it's it's been great for us. And you know, we we appreciated being a part of it. Tell me about the PSA. I know it only took you one take, Coach. So it had to be the easiest working day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, uh, you know, every time you think it's only going to be one take, there's always something that comes up. Um, but no, I think the PSA was, um, it was enjoyable to do. I, I, you never really know whether or not you're going to have impact when you do those things. You're just trying to do your part. Uh, so, uh, you know, 
and me thinking about moving here in 1996 when I got drafted by the Lakers and 25 years later um, to just still be in a position to maybe try and be positive to others. Um, you know, my mom and dad, that's what they tried to instill in me a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunities to, to still give back where I can. We'll be back with more after this message from our sponsor. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all of the updated odds, props, and contests, including online biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. NECA, I feel like this is unique because you don't necessarily hear sports leagues or franchises talk about this particular topic as it relates to tobacco as it relates to quitting smoking um why why is this such an important initiative well i think it's important because it's still a problem you know i think that uh it's certainly something that we can't um neglect which could easily be done because there's there's such a huge market for um so many different paraphernalias that contribute to this issue and i think in, in a time now where um, breathing is definitely uh, something that we should all be very grateful for and, and doing so without um, disruption. Um, you know, how does that sort of align with, with, with an athlete? Yeah, I think, you know, both Neck and Coach said it best. It is a mentality. And I think the one thing I'll add to this mindset, and, you know, it takes a team and it truly takes a village. Uh, you know, growing up, I think, I mean, I'm very lucky to have an accountability partner in my sister. And I think sometimes, you know, as athletes, when you strip it down to its core, uh, you really know your strengths and you know your weaknesses. And if you have a weakness that needs some help, I think it's always important to find a teammate. And so having those accountability partners that can help you reach your goals, that's what we learn, you know, as hoopers, that's what we learn through sports. And I think it can apply to every aspect of life, including, you know, the battle to quit smoking. Because we know right now the time is like very, very important um, to put your health front and center, as NECA said. So like it, the time is now. And um, I think just if we can be a part of helping you feel motivated through, you know, us and our experiences battling on the court to apply to other aspects of other people's lives that can help in a positive way, we're all here for it. So I think it's an amazing campaign. And as you know, like the W is all about, you know, pushing forth healthy lifestyles for our communities, for one another. And so everything has come together in full circle. So I always say accountability partners, being a part of a team applies not just to hoops, but to every part of life. And Dr. Ferrer, I know this is very important to you. This partnership is very important to you. Yeah, I mean, I, all I can really do and, and to add is, is just express a lot of gratefulness. I, you know, it's, it's actually rare uh, to find this level of a partnership with a sports team. I mean, this is, this is not a, a quick, you know, we're, we're doing this once we'll do like one little, you know, um, announcement for you. We'll get up. We'll, you know, we'll say how important it is, um, for people to, to really take seriously the dangers that, uh, we face, uh, because of tobacco and the tobacco industry. 
And this partnership has been going on for years. Um, and you, you, hear, you heard the leaders of the partnership, you know, really bring, I think, to all of us a, a message, you know, not just of determination uh, to understand how we're all in this together, how we really got to help each other, and most importantly, help each other be healthy and, and be able to do and be all that we want to be. Uh, but I think the commitment to using the opportunity that they have as, you know, basketball stars, um, that people really look up to, uh, particularly today, uh, these amazing women who have paved the way uh, for people to understand the strength uh, in the sisterhood. Like to have these strong women standing here are really championing, you know, what it means to work together, to reach goals, and to have the collective vision that, you know, we're all in this together and we don't want to leave anybody in our community behind. Um, and, you know, the tobacco industry leaves people behind all the time. Um, that's actually what they've done. So I just want to applaud all of you and thank you. You know, uh, I call you Coach Derek, but thanks a million. You know, again, uh, the partnership means the world to us. And I think more importantly, uh, it means so much to our community. So thanks. Thanks for always being there. Well, we thank you as well, Dr. Ferrer. And if you guys were with us at the top of the show, we, we talked about just how important Dr. Ferrer has been in, in so many of our lives uh, as we you know, continue to try to navigate through this pandemic. <laughs> but Doc, where are we right now in the pandemic as it relates to cases, hospitalizations, vaccinations? I know we've been hearing a lot about the Delta variant of late. Where are we right now? Yeah, thanks so much, Rashawn. And, and also thanks for inviting me today. Um, it's great to be with everyone. <clears throat> and, you know, again, um, you know, as, as we all are, are living through, I mean, this is really month 20 of the COVID pandemic. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, we're, we're not where we hoped we'd be. Uh, I think I, I could say that, and, and it's probably a shared feeling. Uh, the highly contagious Delta variant has resulted in an increase of cases and hospitalizations over the summer especially among people who aren't fully vaccinated. And we've got about 3 million people here in LA County not fully vaccinated. Um, so it, it leaves us again in a position of, of using uh, all of our abilities uh, to figure out how we're gonna continue to protect each other, what kinds of safety measures uh, work to slow the spread. Uh, and you've seen us return to masking indoors. I, I wanna just thank everyone. I wanna particularly thank our teams and the Staples Center for making sure that people are keeping their masks on when they're indoors. Uh, super important when you have a highly infectious variant, which is what we've got with the Delta variant. Um, and, um, you know, distancing whenever possible, uh, doing our infection control, you know, washing our hands frequently uh, being super careful when we're around others, particularly those that aren't aren't vaccinated, and and most importantly, right now is getting vaccinated. Um, you know, between uh, the ability of those who are eligible to get vaccinated, getting vaccinated, and the other safety measures that we've been using for the last 20 months, we we do get to slow the spread. Uh, it's really clear that even over the last couple of weeks, uh, cases have gone down a little bit. Um, you know, it'd be nice to continue to see uh, a decline in our case numbers. Uh, and that happens as our vaccination numbers are going up. So uh, there's a direct relationship between what's happening in terms of our ability to get people 
comfortable with this vaccine, to, to feel like they can trust this vaccine, because uh, the protections that you have as a fully vaccinated people uh, emanate from you. They're not just yours. Um, it's great that they are yours. They give you a ton of protection uh, from having serious illness and, and dying from COVID-19. They also protect those people who can't yet get vaccinated. So you're like a little bit of a shield surrounding children under 12, not yet eligible to get vaccinated. We can kind of create a bubble around them if enough of us uh, go ahead and get vaccinated. Uh, we have about 65% of residents 12 and over that are fully vaccinated. And, you know, that that's a great number. Um, but it, you know, leaves a lot of people uh, not in that group, 35% uh, of people in L.A. County not vaccinated. And that's where we're worrying. Uh, and that's where we ought to really be focused uh, on doing everything we can. So in that group are people who can come in and get vaccinated and everything we can do to, to tell our stories about why we got vaccinated. I, I know there's a lot of fear. I know there's a lot of misinformation. Uh, but at this point, there's millions and millions of people right here in LA County who have gotten vaccinated uh, and because they've gotten vaccinated, uh, they haven't gotten really sick uh, and they haven't passed away from COVID. If you look at um, the percent of people uh, who are vaccinated that have gotten infected with COVID, uh, that number is less than 1%. If you look at the number of people fully vaccinated who have ended up in the hospital, that number is less than 0.02%. And then if you look at the number of people fully vaccinated who have ended up tragically passing away, that number is less than 0.008%, tiny numbers. Um, so most of the people who are having you know, a terrible outcome from COVID are people who are unvaccinated. I, I know it's scary uh, for so many people uh, to come in and get vaccinated, particularly for people of color. I mean, my, you know, I, I'm from Puerto Rico. Many of you know that. Um, it's a horrible history in Puerto Rico of drug companies ripping off Puerto Rican women a whole scandal around uh, the trials that happened around uh, oral contraceptives, uh, the misinformation, the ripoffs, the lies. Uh, so I understand, uh, you know, as many of you do, this distrust sometimes in drug companies that extends sometimes to governments, particularly governments that have uh, really allowed for systemic racism and discrimination to exist for decades now. Um, but we have to we have to strip that away uh, because the hardest hit communities were the communities of black and brown people in L.A. County. And they're the communities with the lowest rates of vaccination, uh, which leaves them super vulnerable uh, to continuing to experience the worst of COVID. Um, so, you know, I I ask of all of you when you made that decision to get vaccinated, I know for some people it's super hard. Uh, share that, share that with friends, share that with colleagues, um, let them know that you're there for them. Uh, it's never too late to go in and get vaccinated. Um, it's important even for people who already were infected, uh, your natural immunities wear off and we think they wear off pretty quickly, particularly uh, if you got infected uh, months and months ago at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, so come in, talk to somebody, uh, talk to your provider, talk to somebody at uh, your your leader at a house of worship, uh, your priest, your pastor, um, you know, get some information from people who you can trust and who are giving you trusted information. Uh, because the single most important thing that we need to do in LA County to get to a better place uh, 
and a place where we're not just slowing the spread, but ending the pandemic is to get uh, as many people as possible, uh, you know, vaccinated. So, you know, I want to thank that's everybody. A, that's a really great that. point. That's a really great point, Dr. Ferrer, in terms of the, the trusting, right? And, and being able to reach out to someone um, that you know and, and, and people coming together, having a, a common cause. And, and, and NECA, I'll go to you now. I mean, as the president uh, of the Players Association, 99% of the players around the W are vaccinated. What does that sort of speak to just in terms of some of the points that Dr. Ferrer just hit on as it relates to the women in the W? Uh, you know, well, I mean, I think it's it's easy for people to read a headline that says that 99% of us are vaccinated, but um, it took a lot of work, to be honest. You know, back in January and February, we had several educational sessions with experts that gave us um, all the information that we needed as best as they could, because quite frankly, the science is evolving as we live it. And so I'm so grateful to have, um, you know, experts in their field like Dr. Ferrer and, and others who who spend their time um, not just reiterating, but also teaching us about things that were different yesterday as they are today. And so we had a body of um, player membership that was willing to listen and to also understand um, that it is not just an individual choice, but it's a community choice because as Dr. Ferrer is saying, you know, you wanna protect yourself, but you also wanna protect your teammate, your neighbor, your family. And um, for us, you know, the educational sessions um, they were, they were, um, they were very reflective because we had a lot of conversations around, um, you know, how this entire pandemic affects women, whether it's women in public health or even how our bodies react to, um, different types of infections. Um, not just because we're women, but also because we also want to reproduce and plan for later and, and all the other, um, kind of, um, differences that have led to inequities and disparities that we want to get ahead of, um, not just in terms of our health, but also in terms of educating, uh, you know, our communities, both women and men. And, um, and, and so it's just, uh, it's, I'm very grateful to be leading a group of women that is not just vaccinated, but is educated. Um, but also too, one thing that, that was the biggest takeaway for us was the importance of being patient with people and their process, albeit, you know, we don't want to drag this out any longer, <laughs> um, but allowing people to understand where this fits into their health journey and how we can encourage everyone to make the best health, uh, make the best decision for you as an individual and ultimately your families and your communities. Sinead, as part of uh, I guess kind of in, along those same lines, what was your experience in seeing um, some of the, I guess the process throughout the W for, for different players, you know, making their decisions, um, sort of like what Nekka was just talking about. I think you're muted. Wow, the youngest one on here was the one that spoke without the microphone Wow, I told myself. Uh, I was actually probably it was on, on purpose because I was actually giving credit to NECA. They're like, oh, the, NECA gets left. You know, I was like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I think being a part of the executive committee as well, uh, I give a lot of credit to NECA because uh, I know a lot of people hear that she's president, but like patience is not just something that, you know, we pray for. It's something that she, you know, exudes each and every day. 
because you know this has been it, it was even before when the, like like dr Ferrer said you know 20 months into this uh being a part of the wmba was a lot of planning and that was on each and every zoom uh, as president and also that one-on-one -on -one, you know like you play one-on-one she was on one-on-one -on -one with every player one 43 with the exception of herself had the ability to you know hit her up directly and just talk and i think that's the key you know when we talk about hoops conversation is and communication is so important i think that's why we're very proud to be 99 vaxxed or you know quote unquote fully vaxxed as a league because communication is what got us there people were vulnerable with their apprehensions and we were able to bring doctors on to talk to us at any point and I think that's the the point, you know, the communication that we have part of the process, understanding that okay, Nancy's making her decision, I'm making my decision, and we also have the family dynamic. And I think treating the W as a sisterhood, as a family as well, um, knowing that communication on this issue that is so important to each and every one of our families, uh, and how this disproportionately affects our communities, we took it seriously, and I think that's why we were prepared to have the education. And the communication that allowed us to all feel comfortable in our decisions so that we can go out there and put out a viable season but it started with leadership you know having dr ferrer help lead our county having coach fisher make sure that all of us do our my health app having NECA have those relationships with each and every player and then as a player feeling comfortable like myself being able to make an informed decision i think that's when everything comes full circle and so seeing all different aspects of that just gives another you know example of why the w tends to do things better it's because we do things as one coach you're in season i mean like dr ferrer said we're now in month 20 so this this isn't over yet but yet you're still having to navigate through this and you're outside of the bubble you're now back in arenas um what, what measures have have you taken as an organization for both the players and also fans now as you welcome them back into the buildings yeah i mean i, I don't think we ever could have imagined after having a season you know, in the bubble last year, um, that for another full season, you know, we would be managing and navigating COVID and, and how to keep our players safe and healthy, um, our staff, you know, workers that work in the buildings that we play in and work in. Um, also, as part of our season, the travel component, um, you know, where we're in and out of commercial airports, um, you know, which also presents more, um, you know, issues and challenges for teams during a pandemic. So, um, you know, for us, we've just tried to, again, play our part. There are some things that are league mandated, um, you know, where as the WNBA as a private business, so to speak, there are things that they can mandate. And there are other things that, you know, teams and players have choices in. And so as an organization, we've just tried to do our part to support our players' health overall. Um, players that chose to be uh, fully vaccinated players or staff that chose not to um, and respecting those choices based on their health decisions, their personal family experiences. Uh, so, you know, we continue, you know, each day, even though, you know, we get tested, um, you know, fairly frequently compared to the general population. Um, but we're still wearing masks on a daily basis. You know, when we travel, when we come together as a group, uh, other than when players are on the court, actually exercising and in, in, in action, um, the other times that we're together, you know, we're still masked up and we're still respecting each other's health and uh, the families and loved ones that our players go home to when they leave work. Um, you know, it's it's to protect them as well. And then also to protect our communities that we live in. 
you know, we recognize that even though we're uh, notable or public figures, like we're still private citizens in LA County. Like we live here uh, and we share this space with other people in this in this community. So we have a responsibility to them as well. Um, and we appreciate the fans that have come out to Staples Center uh, earlier in the season. We had a few fans at LA Convention Center. Uh, they've respected the policy of continuing to wear masks even while they support the team. Um, and, and that's all we can ask. Like we, we can't say enough about the fans that have come out to still uh, try and support us under these circumstances. And, you know, we, we hope to continue uh, the, the right trends here in L.A., be supportive in every way we can so we can get more and more fans uh, back in the building as soon as possible. As Dr. Ferrer said, there's still a ways to go in, in terms of vaccination. And, you know, for more information or to find a vaccination site, you can go ahead and go over to vaccinatelacounty.com. That's vaccinatelacounty.com. And the phone number is 833-540-0473. That's 833-540-0473. Uh, turning topics now, and this is, I found this very interesting because I grew up essentially my whole life with this as a part of my life in terms of different family members, but not necessarily, not necessarily knowing that this is exactly what was happening. And last season, you all discussed how the tobacco industry has targeted, you know, the black and, and, and Latino communities, you know, with heavy marketing of menthol cigarettes. I had no idea that this is what was happening. And, and I've, I've watched this happen to family members uh, throughout, throughout my, my entire life, essentially. And uh, Public Health has launched a campaign to bring attention to the dangers of smoking menthol cigarettes because of how addictive they are while encouraging people who smoke or vape to try and quit smoking with free resources through the Kick It California. Uh, what are the latest efforts by LA County, Dr. Ferrer? Yeah, you know, thank you so much, Rashawn, uh, you know, for noting that this was like insidious, right? Like we all grew up uh, with menthol cigarettes in our communities, advertised everywhere and all the time um, without realizing how much uh, we were being targeted, you know, both the Latinx and the black communities in particular, as you noticed, um, as you noted, uh, but also the LGBTQ community. I mean, uh, the tobacco industry looks for any opportunity where it can find people who already might be treated poorly, discriminated against, marginalized, and then exploits all of that uh, to try to sell a deadly product. Um, so we've, again, appreciated so much uh, the partnership uh, that we've had you know, here with LA Sparks uh, to really shed a light on sort of the ugliness of what the tobacco industry has been doing and the way it really talk about ripping apart communities. I mean, that's what tobacco does because it's deadly. You know, there, there's really no, no way to, to talk about um, cigarettes and, and vaping without acknowledging that these are deadly products that ultimately kill, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people every single year uh, across our country. Um, and across the world, you know, the, the, the toll is obviously in the millions. Um, I, I do want to note that um, menthol and other flavors in tobacco are purposely added because they hide the harsh taste of tobacco with sort of a cool or this minty flavor, which really results in smokers inhaling deeper into the lungs uh, and results in greater exposure to the harmful and addictive chemicals uh, in uh, tobacco products. Masking the harshness of tobacco has made it so much easier 
for people to become addicted uh, to this dangerous product. You know, in May of 2020, we did, as you noticed, as you noted, uh, Rashawn, we did pass an ordinance in LA County that prohibits the sale of flavored tobacco products and menthol cigarettes. Uh, most recently, this past June, the LA City Council also directed the city attorney to draft an ordinance that would ban flavored tobacco and menthol cigarette sales in the city of LA. You know, reducing uh, the impact of targeted marketing happens best when you actually eliminate the product that's trying to be sold. Uh, so this is a strong step forward uh, in the right direction. And we also, as as uh, as you said uh, earlier, and and as L actually the LA Sparks have, have really been lead on this, we know that a lot of smokers want to quit, um, and that there's help available for everybody who wants to make a quit attempt. We have this Kick It California, kickitca.org is, is the place you can go. It's a service that's provided by the State Department of Public Health. It gives people multiple types of support for quitting, including getting the help of a quit choke, coach. And I know that idea of having a coach is like near and dear to, to all of uh, our wonderful athletes, to, to especially to NECA and Shanae. Um, and, and I think that it, there is a parallel there, you know, again, and they spoke so eloquently of, you know, being able to get help uh, from people who have your back. Um, and, you know, so we, we can have campaigns, uh, but at the end of the day, um, quitting smoking really requires these personal relationships, uh, having people in your corner and having people help you. Uh, and help you with your second, third, fourth, fifth chance. You know, I'm a, I'm a, like a, I'm like a 10th chance person. I'm only here because a lot of people picked me up over and over and over again and said, you know, come on, <laughs> you know, you, you got to get up again and you got to do things differently. Like, you know, what you're doing isn't really working. So try something else and we're here to help you. Um, and that, that's what quitting tobacco is about. I'm a former smoker, so I, I can speak on this, uh, you know, from the heart, it's hard, uh, but it's critically important. Um, and uh, and we've got help uh, in LA County, um, so that so that you will feel supported um, by uh, this large community that cares deeply uh, about who you are and your ability to be all you want to be. So, the former California Smokers Helpline, now called Kick It California and LA Quits dot com, sparks. Uh, have raised awareness through this partnership. And, and Shanae, you touched on it earlier, and I've seen this with my own eyes. If something happens on the floor uh, with NECA, you, you, you're the first one up up off the bench. You know, when, when the timeout comes to check on her, if she goes to the sideline, you're, you're right there in her corner. I, I think I went on the air one night, I think I called you her cut man one night. Um, <laughs> but that support group, that support system, right? Like how, Like how important is that to be able to provide that for someone, you know, who, who's trying to go through something, um, you know, this delicate. Yeah, I think it's everything, you know, in life, you know, there's always going to be challenges and we learn, you know, who our first offense is often. And for me, it's all family. Unfortunately, the way the system has presented itself, I've always been the one that's had to bust up from the sidelines, but hopefully we change that soon. Uh, and I'm, and to be real, I'm technically like right behind Fish. Fish is usually out there because he's allowed to be out there because he's on the court. But like right behind Fish, I'm there, and I'm trying to work on that. Wusa, wusa. 
but uh, I think it's been it's been really interesting because uh, you know as we deal with adversity, and I think that's one thing our team is learning. It's about keeping our composure, and oftentimes when we do that, we're always looking to our right and left, and like those are the ones that help carry us through. And so having that support system, and it doesn't, you know, for me, it's family. It can be anybody, you know, anyone important or meaningful in your life. Uh, as Dr. Ferrer said, like, you know, it is a difficult journey. And it, you know, it's it's funny because in basketball, you have to get comfortable missing and learning how to make. Well, you know, I think for us, whenever it comes to challenges, it's like, all right, you might fail, but does that stop you from wanting to feel what success is? And I don't think, you know, it, it doesn't. That's just intrinsic within us. And just having people that reaffirm those messages in your corner that understand that they want you to be great. I think it's finding those people and protecting those people. And so support system is everything. I've been very fortunate and blessed to have three sisters immediately as um, a support system. And so I've never had to look too far, but I think the older I get, the more I realize that support systems can come in different ways and different forms, as long as you're open and vulnerable to, to accept that type of help. And I think a lot of times people think vulnerability is a weakness. It's actually a strength because you acknowledge that you want to get better and improve. And having, so, and, I, and you know, it's funny, I have younger sisters as well. You know, I was talking to NECA about this. You know, one of the biggest signs of adulthood is the ability to understand that asking for help is a strength. You know, before you want to feel like you're independent, you can do everything by yourself. Being an adult realizes like, it's when you have that realization that asking for help is actually the best thing for you. And so I think especially when it comes to smoking and how pervasive it is in its unique forms, especially for young people, like Dr. Ferris said, masking flavors as, you know, something that is interesting instead of something that is actually harmful. You know, um, just finding that education and listening and finding those people that support you in the, you know, even though it may not be trendy or cool, but it's the right thing to do. And I think those people are the ones that help you stay focused on your vision and on your goal. And so there's a lot of parallels to this campaign and to who we try to be each and every day, you know, on the floor as Sparks players. See, that, that, that's why you're on the worldwide leader today. I mean, you, you, you got an argument and then you back it, you back it up, you back it up, you know, that's. I, I see you. I see. I see you. I see you. Um, Neka, you obviously you're playing right now for Coach Fisher. You play for one of the greatest of all time, right? And Tara Vanderveer at Stanford, both you and Janae, actually. Um, the important, the significance of having a coach, right? Like, like how how much how impactful has that been in your life? Oh, huge, huge, huge. Um, <laughs> me and Janae were just talking about this today, about just like the evolution that you experience in relationship with a coach. You know, um, and me and Fish, like, I feel like we're close enough. I feel like we're close enough. <laughs> but, um, and I, I, you know, Tara's like one of my, my biggest mentors. Um, and, you know, just having people like, like she said, in your corner that want to see you do well um, is one thing. But then, but then being willing to receive it is another. And I think that that's kind of, um, the marker of a great coach, um, a great mentor, is someone who um, holds on loosely. You know, I, I, that's, that's something that um, I've I've tried to learn a, a bit more in my adulthood. Is you can't you can't hold on to things too tight unless it'll burn you. And if you hold on too loosely, it'll fall out of your hands. So for a mentor and a coach, um, and and for me to be to be blessed to have some legendary coaches. Um, understanding that, you know, there's guidance, but then there's also um, accountability. There's discernment on my part that really can fuel that relationship 
and ultimately lead you to places that you may not see for yourself quite yet. Um, but instilling that belief as we are in people who are working to quit now and understanding that, you know, you have people on your side and most importantly are not judgmental of your process is what really helps you move along. Um, but it certainly does take, um, it's, it's a mutual, it's a mutual relationship, you know, and, and understanding that you have to be gentle with yourself, but also, um, you know, also putting yourself in a position to do, to do well, which means stepping outside of your comfort zone. And a lot of times your mentors and your coaches present you with um, an uncomfortable situation and you have to step outside of your comfort zone to enter into the greatness that they see for you. So um, it's the same in, in all challenges in life, really. Chanae, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> my head. Like, Victor Tonka and Loki, very similar, right? Yeah, they like, are. Children of triangle offense, right? Uh-oh. I can't even. I can't even hold her clipboard yet, right now. Offense, <laughs> <laughs> we got like say the important stuff and then let you figure it out. You have to be great. But work ethic. All right, sorry, I'm done. I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, I didn't start nothing there for you, Coach. Uh, Dr. No, Ferrer, no. I'm going to have you put your coach's hat on now, right? <laughs> for, for those non-smokers out there watching live tonight, you're trying to help a loved one, right? What, what are a couple keys, maybe, um, that we can use to try to help help our loved one who, who's trying to quit? Yeah, I think anybody who lives with or cares about someone who smokes is rooting for that person to be able to quit. And the best gift, I guess, that we could give someone who wants to quit is support and compassion because we all know quitting tobacco is super hard. It's an addiction. Um, and it may take multiple tries until uh, your loved one can succeed. So understanding that and not judging the person who's trying to quit is really powerful support uh, that you're able to then give. Um, also, like I think it always helps to allow people to talk about their struggles. Um, and so if you can be a good listener, and be positive about the successes they have had, had they've had uh, in their journeys, in their quitting journeys, or other journeys, um, so that so that people can actually realize how much strength uh, they're bringing to this really huge challenge. Because quitting is a huge challenge. I mean, that any anybody who struggles with an addiction, I mean, that's why it's an addiction, um, because you actually are physically, um, you know, a tied. Uh, to, in this case, you know, a deadly product. Um, and your body's chemistry, you know, really longs uh, for that product. So, um, so we, we have a lot of information uh, for people who want to quit tobacco and also for people who want to support quitters. And all of it's at laquits.com. Um, so I would urge people who, you know, really care for someone, you know, be patient, be kind, uh, be there for them but help them understand that the strength that they need, they have, um, and uh, and you're gonna be with them along the way as they continue this journey uh, till they finally are able to fully quit. What about for the exposure of secondhand smoke? Like, like I'm old enough to remember we used to be able to smoke in a restaurant. And, and I remember going out one night, we were, we were young, and the, the hostess put, 
made a mistake, put us in the smoking section, and oh my, God. Yeah. my mama was not having it. She <laughs> immediately, <laughs> we need to move boots. We need we need to change boots here. Um, that exposure that 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 we get, you know, from that, you know, we can be done from that. Aspect. Well, I mean, you're so right. Like secondhand exposure is dangerous to everyone: non-smokers, children, pets. Uh, and smoke can travel through ventilation systems in homes and multi-unit housing and affect people without them even knowing it. So uh, there's no safe level of exposure to secondhand smoke. So it's easy to understand you've had an exposure when you're in a restaurant and you're in sitting in the smoking areas when they used to have them. It's much harder in these multi-unit family dwellings uh, where people uh, may not even know that they're having an exposure. Uh, in children, uh, secondhand smoke causes asthma, ear infections, and increased risk of sudden infant death uh, syndrome. Uh, in, adult, in adults, uh, secondhand smoke's been linked to cancer, heart disease, and stroke. Um, so I think there's important things that both smokers and non-smokers can come together on. There should be house rules that there's no smoking or vaping. Uh, every room and indoor space needs to be a smoke-free space. And we also say, um, you know, that this includes like, don't, don't shut the bathroom door and, and smoke because you opened a window. Uh, like that actually doesn't work with a ventilation system. Some of the smoke stays in your home and it's gonna get inhaled by other people who live there. Uh, we also encourage everyone to make patios and balconies smoke-free because uh, smoking or vaping in this area should be avoided because we know smoke can travel into an apartment building from these balconies that are, you know, really right adjacent uh, to a wall or a door that leads right inside. Um, if you live in a multi-unit building, I think that's the hardest situation. Um, if you live, you know, uh, in an apartment building or a condo building, uh, and you know people are smoking, I think it's important to check with landlords and the building managers about the policies about smoking in apartments uh, and organize organize with other people uh, in your buildings uh, to make sure that there are indoor smoke-free policies uh, when they're shared uh, ventilation systems, which just about every multi-unit uh, dwelling still has. Um, so there should be um, places that are really uh, all indoors that are completely off limit uh, for smoking and have, no and have a no smoking policy uh, that's firmly enforced. Um, I do think, you know, uh, also organizing uh, in cities uh, so that, you know, we can, again, continue to strengthen the no smoking policies we have so that there are no exposures to worker and workers and customers. Uh, and uh, working, you know, with us, we can help you uh, work on, you know, really approaching uh, landlords and uh, building managers if you need help. We have a new website uh, that we can direct you to. It's called uh, smokefreehomesla.com, smokefreehomesla.com. Because um, we know this is a hard, it's a hard struggle. It's hard to take this on by yourself, uh, but by all means, you know, come to that website, uh, get our support um, because we really do need to eliminate exposures to secondhand smoke um, for everyone. Um, thank you for that, Dr. Ferrer. We, uh, we've seen a lot of things um, happen so far. Uh, we've had the Sparks have had a t-shirt giveaway on the last homestand. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, the Never Stop Quitting t-shirts uh, that were handed out during the last uh, homestand. There are also camps and youth sessions. 
with anti-vaping and anti-smoking messaging um, that that will be taking place. And also the quick coaches, the quick coaches and the California smokers helpline we talked about earlier, which is available in, in multiple languages. Um, we'll get some closing statements for everybody from everyone before we get out of here. Uh, I'll start with you, Janae. Um, just as it relates to, we covered a lot here today. I guess if, if there's one thing you want people to take away from today, what was, what, what was that? I think uh, obviously believing yourself because I think, you know, we all have the right goals and ambitions to do the right thing and to be a part of personal growth, but it starts with yourself, you know? And so making that decision is a huge decision to better yourself, whether it is, you know, taking the right precautions, especially with the pandemic to make sure you're safe and other people are safe or in the journey of, you know, quitting smoking to just try again. I think as athletes, everyone here, um, on this Zoom slash live stream uh, had moments where they failed. And what brought us here together is the point that we made that we were going to try again. And I think um, understanding that process and finding your people and just staying positive. I mean, look, this is a very positive, positive group of people here in the midst of one of the hardest times that we're having from 2020 to 21. 21. And so um, staying positive and putting yourself in positions to win and to be better, I think that's, that's the energy that is contagious, right? That helps everyone get better. And so I salute everyone on their journeys to better themselves from a health standpoint, because your girl is still trying to do that herself in her own ways. Um, and I'm very grateful for my support system and um, everyone that has been here today. So love y'all. Thank you. Necker? Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I could reiterate a lot of what, um, you know, everyone said on the panel today, uh, but I, I'd kind of like to close it with what is now one of my favorite quotes. Um, I had a I had a favorite quote that um, was by, I believe, Henry Ford. It says, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And it just instills the power of thought. Um, but now my most recent favorite quote is, Self-discipline is the highest form of self-love. And if you think about it, um, you know, when you when you really want to do something, it's the actions that show. Um, and, and when you're dedicated to doing those things, uh, you know, your circle is surrounded. You're surrounded by people in your circle who will who will nourish those things. Um, but ultimately, if you love yourself, you'll try you know, and you'll try again, like Chanae said, you'll keep trying, you'll keep trying, you'll keep trying um, to the point where it's, it's, it's a part of you. And so I just want to instill that on everyone is, is that no matter how, how much you try, you know, sometimes one time isn't enough, sometimes 20 times isn't enough, but just know that there's another opportunity if you're really committing yourself to that self-love. Coach? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I first again and last again, like just thank you uh, for this opportunity. This has been great. Uh, it's not easy to discuss difficult things, um, but it's important. So, Dr. Ferrer, your leadership is has been remarkable, and we're we're appreciative to be able to be here in LA County. Um, you know, where seeing you and hearing your voice uh, as a leader in the community has has been positive. Um, I think ultimately for me, like when I think about these discussions, like I, I, it makes me think about a couple of things. One, 
to be the best version of yourself is so important. Like whatever it is that you want to do or be, you have to be the best version of yourself possible. And poor health limits that in some ways. So if you're healthier, you can be better, right? So so it's sometimes it's not focusing on the negative thing of, okay, I wanna quit smoking. It's focusing on the positive thing of, this is what I want to do though, right? So if I can improve my health, I'll, I'll be able to do more of these things. I can exercise more. I can get outside with my kids more. There are other things that I can do. Um, so that's what I think is just really important to keep in mind. Dr. Ferrer, last word. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. I, I mean, first, I'm, of course, just so grateful uh, to have spent time with, you know, these brilliant leaders um, and athletes. And I, I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart uh, for what you're bringing uh, to this world and to this work. Um, it's it's rare. Um, and um, and you're all to be applauded, um, you know, for the difference you're making uh, in lots of people's lives. And L.A. County is super blessed uh, to have you all here, I think, representing, you know, the best of what our sports teams are offering, you know, uh, incredible dedication uh, and commitment, uh, both individually and collectively. And uh, I guess for me, you know, the, the last word is, you know, we're, we're all in this together. I mean, COVID has made that, you know, crystal clear uh, that we, we are tied uh, intimately to each other um, in, in multiple ways. Um, and that taking care of each other is uh, what we can do best uh, when times are tough. Um, and times have certainly been tough. People have lost their lives and their livelihoods over the past uh, 20 months. Um, but there's also been enormous acts of kindness and courage um, and uh, people standing together and uh, helping each other. So, you know, whether it's, um, you know, it has to start with you, but uh, we have to surround people uh, who are taking on challenges, big ones and little ones, uh, with a lot of love and kindness and respect. Uh, and that's the way, you know, we build both a more just world uh, and uh, a more peaceful world. So I'm, you know, really grateful again for all that you're doing and look forward to seeing you all at a game. So, yeah. so. appreciate you, Dr. Ferrer. Uh, all of you at home watching on your tablets, your devices, wherever you have, get, get your phones out right now. I'm going to give you some information uh, to make sure you put down in your phones. Um, go ahead and get that ready, put it, get in your, put it in your notes section so you can have this, so you can use it either for yourselves or to give it to a friend or a family member or, or what have you. Um, we talked about the vaccinations earlier for that. You can go to vaccinatelacounty.com. That's vaccinatelacounty.com. And the number for that, 833-540-0473. You're trying to quit smoking or know someone who is, uh, visit the website kickitca.org. That's kickitca.org or also laquits.com. Uh, if you're a tenant, uh, smokefreehomesla.com uh, is, is a website. You can also text quit smoking or quit vaping to 66819. That's quit smoking or quit vaping to 66819 and call the Kick It California helpline to get connected with a quit coach. 
Uh, they have a line for you in English, 1-800-300-8086. That's 1-800-300-8086. And in Spanish, it's 1-800-600-8191. 1-800-600-8191. Special thanks to uh, Dr. Ferrer, Coach Fisher, uh, NECA and Shanae Ogumake as well um, for the Los Angeles uh, Department of Public Health, as well as the Los Angeles Sparks Organization. I'm Rashawn Haylock saying thank you so much uh, for spending your time with us here today. And just all, also want to encourage you and remind you to never stop quitting. Be well. Thank you so much, Rashawn. Special thanks to Dr. Barbara Ferrer and, as always, head coach and general manager Derek Fisher and our sisters, Neka and Chene Agumake. We hope that you learned a lot on this roundtable conversation, and if you or anyone you love can apply any of these things to your life, you have tons of support. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Believe in Sparks, presented by Bet Online AG. Believe podcasts are available to be downloaded or streamed on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, Luminary, iHeart, and our website, Believe.com. Follow us across social medias at Believe Podcasts. You can also follow me. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Pates. Thanks again for being with us on this episode of Believe It Sparks, presented by our friends at BetOnline.ag. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.